Samuel chapter 17. Look at somebody and say, God will set you up. 1 Samuel chapter 17 is um, the story of David and Goliath. We're familiar with that story, right? Goliath was who? The giant, okay, and David was who? A shepherd boy. Just a little country shepherd boy, right? Does anybody have any giants in your life? Giants you face every day? Amen. We could all go around and share giants that we've got, right? So we're going to look at the story of David and Goliath. We're going to start in verses 1 through 11. I'm going to read a lot of um, scripture here out of this passage because I want you to know the whole story. So 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 1 through 11. It says, Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled. They pitched camp. Verse 2, it says, Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah, or however you pronounce that. We're not going to judge this morning how I pronounce these words. And drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. All right, we're going to go to verse 4. It says, A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze, um, greaves, graves. It goes on and talks about all that he wore, his big, strong armor. So it talks about his height, his weight. It talks about the armor that he wore, how much it weighed. So, you know, he had to be strong just to carry that armor around. I think of Landon, my six-year-old, how he wants to put on these superhero costumes and tote the shields around, and they're as big as he is. So for the giant to be able to, to wear this armor and tote it around, we know that he had to be big himself. So verse 8, it says, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your, sub, your subjects. If I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Verse 10, then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' word, Saul and the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So we've got this giant, Goliath, that comes out and he tells them, Look, somebody come fight me. So when we think of a giant, of course, we think of somebody really big, tall, but if you look up the word giant, it says human form, but superhuman size. A giant's big, intimidating, oftentimes can manipulate us because can make us think things that maybe not be true. It intimidates us. Let's look at verse 40 of chapter 17. So as the story goes on, we know that David, it says, He took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. All right? And then verse 49, it says, Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face forward on the ground. 
So that's the summary of that story. And we could say that's awesome. We know that story and go home and go ahead and eat lunch. But we've got to look back and see what got David to that point. So there's five stones that we're going to talk about this morning. And when we look at the different types of giants, we think, well, we may not have this big, tall person facing us every day. No, but we've got the bills. It may be somebody on the job. It may be a sickness. It may be something from our past. It may be grief. We all have different giants in our life that face us every single day. Let's pick up at verse 12, and we're going to go through this whole story, and we're going to talk about five different stones. Verse 12 says, Now that David was the son of Jesse, um, verse 13, Jesse's three sons had followed Saul to the war, the firstborn, we've got the secondborn and the thirdborn. David was the youngest. He was the baby boy. The three oldest had followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul and to tend to his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and every, and every evening to stand and take his stand. It says, now Jesse said to his son David, take this basket, basically, of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these 10 cheeses and to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley, fighting against the Philistine. Early in the morning, David left the flock in care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to battle position, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual thing, and this time David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. It says that he came out every morning and every evening for 40 days. Sometimes we feel like this giant just continues to look us in the face, continues to manipulate us, continues to intimidate us. It says 40 days. God will set us up. Let's look at verse 26. We're going to continue with the story and see how God set David up. Verse 26, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is the uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been told of him saying, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. David's oldest brother heard him speaking with the man. He burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You come down here only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can I even speak for myself? Hello, hush, let me have a turn to speak, he's saying. He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Paul, reported to Saul, then Saul sent for him. You know, God has set us up. David's supposed to be out there tending to the sheep, 
His daddy sends him out to go check on his brothers and take a basket, a, a little snack for them. And in that moment, his brothers are like, what are you doing here? This isn't where you're supposed to be. This isn't your place. But God's setting him up for something. And there may be times that God places us in a situation or places us in a position that nobody else may understand. But God's got us there for a reason. It's part of his plan. So we're going to talk about five stones this morning. Look at somebody and say, five stones. That don't mean ball your fist up and get ready to punch them, okay, students? But we're going to talk about five different stones this morning as we go through this, this message. And we, we read the scripture where David picked up five stones. But we're going to talk about what those different five stones are. The first one is preparation. And we're going to look at verse 34 through 36. Verse 34, it says, But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defined the armies of the living God. So preparation, our past experiences. There again, God will set us up. We may be going through situations. We may be placed in a certain position or placed in a, a certain place, and we don't understand why. God, it's hard. I want out. Why am I going through this? And oftentimes we want to ask the question why, and we want to blame God, but truly he's saying, just trust me, I'm trying to prepare you. Just trust me, I'm trying to teach you something. So the first stone is preparation. Every season has a purpose. In the moment of opportunity, just like the David's moment of opportunity, all of those past experiences will then make sense. Then we can look back and say, now I know why that didn't work out. Now I know why I went through this. Now I know why that happened the way it did. It's part of the preparation. The second stone is knowledge. Verse 37. It says, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. He didn't say, well, there was this one time that I fought this lion and this bear, and, you know, maybe, maybe I can fight you. No, he knew. He had knowledge. And we've got to go past just a head knowledge of a maybe, a possibility, but we've got to have a heart knowledge of who God is. The word knowledge itself means acquaintance with facts. Acquaintance means having a personal result. If we're talking from personal that means we've had an experience. That means that we've had an encounter. And if I can tell you who God is, that means I know who he's been for me. So our second stone is knowledge, that we know who God is, not just who we hear on Sunday morning, but who God has been to us. We've got to have that deep heart knowledge of God. He says, you know, I fought that lion, I fought that bear, and I know that God's going to bring me through. I know that God's going to do it again. We've got to have the personal relationship and the personal experience so that we can have the personal knowledge of who God is. The third stone is armor. We're going to look at verse 38 through 40. It says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic 
He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in this, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. When we think armor, we think the big shield, the the big tall boots, the things on our legs, the helmet. But you know, your shield and your armor may be different than what God has for me. David said, I can't wear this. I'm not used to this. God provided just what he needed. God will equip us with the armor we need for the giant that stands against us. Because the giant in this situation may be the, a different than the giant in the next situation. We may need a different armor in this situation to face this giant than we do in, a different, in the other situations. But God will equip us, just like he did David, five simple little stones. But God will provide, and he will equip us with the armor that we need in those moments. The fourth stone is words. We know, we're familiar with the scripture in Psalms, or Proverbs, I'm sorry, where it talks about that life and death are in the power of the tongue. The words that we say are powerful. So let's look at verses 41 through 47. It says, Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield, his shield in front of him, kept, close, kept coming closer to David. He took David over, He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with your sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the Philistine army to the birds, the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, but the battle is the Lord's. And he will give all of you into our hands. Our words. We've got to speak the fact and not the physical. We, we see things in the, in the natural and the physical, but we've got to speak the facts. If it's a fact, it don't change, right? It's the truth. We've got to speak the fact. And that's what David did. When we have the true knowledge, that personal knowledge of God, then we can speak that knowledge. And that's exactly what David did. He had the preparation, the experience that God brought him through other situations. He had the true personal knowledge of who God was. And then he had the armor. God supplied, God provided exactly what he needed, and he spoke the words. And if we look back in the scripture, the giant begins to ask a question. He says, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the giant's going to ask us all different kind of questions to get our, our mind on different things. Don't take the time to answer the question of the giant. Just speak the truth of God. Speak the fact and not the physical. The fifth stone is faith. 
We're going to look at verse 48 through 51. It says, As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Anybody feel like running straight towards the giant? I don't. (laughs) But David did. He ran. It says the Philistine moved closer, but David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down onto the ground. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is a very familiar scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. So we're hoping for it, but we don't see it yet. The word hope is an expectation. Without expectation, we lack faith. We've got to have that expectation. It's not the hope of, well, maybe this, maybe that. But no, I've seen God. He's prepared me. I have the knowledge of God. He's provided me with the armor. I speak his word. Now I have the expectation. I know what's going to happen. We've got the faith. Because without that expectation, we lack faith. Our actions have to follow our belief. And in verse, 1 Samuel 17, verse 48, it says that he ran quickly. Now that's faith. That takes some guts, and that takes some faith. Regardless of the giants that we face every day at work, at home, at school, wherever, that we, wherever we go, we're kind of hesitant to, to just man up and face it. But when we've got the preparation, when we've got the knowledge, when we've got the armor, we've got the words, his scripture, his promises, it builds our faith. And we've got the faith that we can face the giant. But there's a difference in facing a giant and defeating a giant. Let's look at what it says in verse 49. It says, reaching into his bag and taking a stone. He didn't take all five of them. It took all five of them to to get him there to that place. But he only took one of those stones, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. When we release our faith, it goes forth, and it strikes something. And it's going to take that giant down. And when we've got all five of these stones, they build us up. They raise us up so that we can face our giant. And the most important stone out of all five of those is that faith. But to have that faith, first it takes that preparation. God, I'm I'm facing this situation. I really need you to show up for me. We go through that preparation, that experience. Then we've got the knowledge because then we know who God is. Not just based on what somebody else says, not just reading the, the scripture, but we've got that personal experience, that personal relationship. He's revealed who he is to me. And then we've got the armor of God. And it's the five stones that raise us up, that build us up, not only physically, but within ourselves. We're built up. I've got this. I can can tell Landon about the rodeo. Oh, my goodness, this weekend, we took him to the rodeo last night. And if he asked me one time yesterday, he asked me, 50 million, is it time yet? I said, you ain't going to see no rodeo if you ask me one more time if it's time to go. At 2 o'clock, it's time to go. No, it's not. You still got two and a half more hours. 
But he was excited because we had talked about it and it had built him up. And when we go through that preparation, wow, God just brought me through that. I didn't think that I was going to get through that. I didn't think that there was a way out. But God, but God, it was the preparation, the knowledge. Okay, God, I see who you are now. I know who you are. You are my peace. In the middle of the chaos, when I thought that I was about to give up and throw my hands up, you spoke peace. In the middle of my grief, Father, you gave me that peace. And and I was going through that situation, and I felt in a dark tunnel. I was in a valley. I didn't see a light. I didn't see a way out. I'm about to hit rock bottom, and I can't go anymore, God. But God, the preparation, the personal experience, and nobody else may ever know. We don't have to put it on Facebook. We don't have to make a TikTok video about it. Everybody else ain't got to know. But God. And He will show up. He will prepare us for battle. Even when we think, this is so big. This is extravagant. God, I can't do it anymore. Trust me, I'm preparing you for a battle that's ahead. God, I don't want a bigger battle. Trust me. I'm going to use you to take out a giant. But you got to trust me. With preparation with knowledge, with armor, with words. It builds up our faith, and we take that faith, and we let it go forth. And it's going to strike something, and that giant will fall. When we release our faith, it goes forth. So we need all five of these stones to face our giant. But every time, it just takes that one, just like David. He had five in his bag, and he only took out one. Every time, it just takes the faith to go forth. And that faith is going to strike. It's not about the how I'm going to defeat my giant, but it's about the who within me. And that goes back to the knowledge. We've got to know who is in us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that's on that job that just gets me every day. Greater is he that is in me than that bill that I see on my counter every day that I walk home, staring me in the face. It's due this day. It's due this day. Greater is he that is in me than this feeling that I face because of this situation I'm going through. Greater is he. It's not about the how, but it's about the who. With David's, he had the stones. Your weapon, your armor, it may be different. It may be the simple words that God has for you to speak in that situation, to speak to that individual. It may be a simple action that God has you to do. For somebody else. It may be a simple action that God, hey, he had the people to walk around Jericho how many times? By the third time, I'd be like, the walls ain't falling. What are we doing out here? It may be a simple act that God has you to do that says, hey, trust me. But God, I done did it for about six times now. Come on, I don't even see a crack in the wall. Just trust me. Just trust me. It may even be our silence. That when we want to lash out to that giant, when we want to put our five stones together, it may be our silence. That's our armor. For David, it was the stone. What is it for you? Five stones, they build us up. They raise us up. The preparation, knowledge, armor, our words, and our faith will build us up to face that giant. And that faith goes forth. It strikes with the Spirit of God and that giant will fall. It's not about us, but it's about the power of God and the work of Him. The ushers are going to hand out some stones, and I want you to take this and put it somewhere 
where you'll see it. And let it be a reminder to you of the five stones that we need our preparation, those experiences. We need the knowledge of God, our armor, that God equips us. He provides what, it, what we need for those, those times of situations and those battles. Our words, that we've got to speak the positive. We've got to speak His word. We, we've been talking about that in Sunday school, and I told them this morning I had to catch myself the other day because the kids are asking 50 million questions, demanding this, demanding that. I just want to get supper done, okay? And I, I made the comment the other day, y'all always have to make things more difficult than what it has to be. And instantly, the Spirit of God corrected me. They're doing that because you're speaking it. We've got to take control of our words. And we've got to begin to speak the fact. Speak what we want in that situation and not speaking what the situation is going on. I tell my students all the time, and they probably get tired of hearing it. And you've probably heard pastors say it. We've got a choice to be a thermostat or a thermometer. One controls the temperature of the room, and one goes based off of the temperature of the room. It's our choice. Are we going to be the one that says, no, in this moment, I speak peace. In this moment, whatever it is, instead of letting our atmosphere and our situation control us and affect us. Is it hard? Yes, it's hard. Every day, oh, it's hard. Them little children at home. I just want to get supper done. I got laundry to do if you don't quit demanding this and asking me, but I speak peace. And whether it's on the job, whether it's at home, whether it's at Walmart, you're in the checkout line and that woman wants to talk about every little item that she is scanning for you. How are we facing our giants? How are we being an example of Christ in everywhere that we go and everything that we do? But for this story of David, to be fulfilled, for him to take down his giant, it starts from verse 17, a simple act of obedience. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 17, it says, Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this, take the basket of the roasted grain, the ten loaves of bread for your brothers, and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit, See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. He could have said, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to go back and tend to my sheep. But what would he have missed out on? He would have missed out on an opportunity. Because him going put him there in that position for such a time as this. And we ask the question, why? Why am I here in this situation? Why have I been put in this position? But we got to be obedient whether it's a, a direct command from God, whether it's a, a command from somebody that God has put in authority over us, we've got to choose to be obedient. Because just like David, it may be setting us up for what God has in store for us. Simple act of obedient. If he wouldn't have, he would have missed out on the plan that God had and the opportunity that was just for him. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 it talks about that, that his ways are higher than our ways. His plans, his thoughts that he has for us is more than what we can imagine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And verse 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. 
We can only do so much in our own abilities. We can only get so far on our own. But God says, my ways, my thoughts are much higher. I've got better plans for you because there's purpose in the process. He's preparing us for the palace. What later happened to David? He became king, right? And he said, but I'm out here fighting this lion and this bear. Why me, God? Take down a giant? Okay, I'm going to try this. No. He had the preparation. He had the knowledge of God because he had had an experience in that field. He had the armor because God equipped him. God prepared him. God said, I will provide whatever it is that you need. He knew to speak the words and he had faith. So there's purpose in the process. He's preparing us for the palace. Tori, if you'll come and just play something soft. So every day when that giant faces us, you remember your five stones. That we don't, we don't stay down, oh, I'm not strong enough, I can't do this, I, I can't go anymore. But we remember our preparation, what God's done for us before. We remember the knowledge, and we begin to continue to grow our knowledge in God. We put on the armor. Whatever it is that he's provided, whatever it is that he equips us with for that certain giant that we face, and we begin to speak those words. We begin to speak his word to that giant, to that situation, and our faith grows, and we're built up, and then we can face that giant. But to defeat it, we've got to let that faith go forth. It's not on our own abilities. It's not in our own strengths. It's not on our own knowledge, because we may not can figure it out. We may not understand it. But when we're built up by those five stones and we let that faith go forward, whatever that giant is, if it's something you've been struggling with for years, for months, for weeks, if it's at home, at work, if it's a habit, whatever it is, we let these stones build us up and we release our faith and it's going to strike. And we let the Holy Spirit do what only the Holy Spirit can do. And that giant's got to fall. And that giant will fall. If you'll stand with me this morning, and I want you to take that stone, and I want you to hold it and take it home with you, and she's going to play for just a few minutes, and these altars are open. If y'all want to sing, that's fine, whatever. Um, but if you're here this morning, and you've got a giant, and you said, I I'm done with this battle, I don't even want to face this giant anymore. And I, I know that I can't defeat it. You need to go find your stones. And you need to get raised up. And you've got to build your faith. You've got to have that personal experience. Whether it's in your car on the way home from work or on the way to work. And you've got praise and worship music going. And you just have that encounter and that experience with God. If it's at home in a closet and you go to battle, you go to war. Wherever it is. If it's walking through Walmart and you're just praying and God reveals something to you, but you've got to have that encounter. You've got to have that experience so that you get that heart knowledge of who God is. Because He will show up and He'll show out in your situation if you let Him. And He's there. But He's a gentleman and He's not going to force Himself. So you've got to let Him in. You've got to have that experience to let those stones build you up. You begin to speak those words. Father, we're here this morning, Father, and you know what each and every one of us are going through. And God, if we're here this morning with those giants, Father, and we're tired of fighting, we, we are at our weakest point, 
We need refreshing. We need your strength, Father. God, these altars are open. And Father, I pray that your freedom flows in this place, that your anointing, that your spirit flows in this place. Father, that we step out and we we come and we meet you down front, Father. It's not to show our weakness, God, but it's to build our faith. So we're ready for battle, Father. That we come down front to meet you, Father, so that we can gain that knowledge of who you are. That we can have that personal experience with you, Father. God, that you go before us. God, that you surround us with your angels, Father, that you surround us. God, it says in the scripture, it said that this battle is not ours, but it's the Lord's. Father, so why do we spend so much time trying to figure it out? Why do we spend so much time using all of our energy to fight? When it's you within us, Father, that fights for us, all we got to do is prepare. Be in that moment, Father, that you have put us in and trust you. All we got to do is have that knowledge of who you are, that we let you reveal yourself to us. Father, that we put on the armor that you equip us with. God, that we begin to speak your word. We speak to our giant. We speak the positive. We speak your words. And God, that we have your faith. But not only, Father, that, that we have your faith, Father, but we let it go forth. God, that we act on it. It's not just a hope of maybe, maybe not. We'll see how today goes. God, but we have the expectation. We have the knowledge, Father. We act on that faith. And that it goes forth, Father, and it strikes. That it hits that giant in that forehead and it takes them down. God, because we trust you. Because we have a relationship with you. That we are the David. Because it's who is within us. Greater is he that is in us than that giant that stands before us. That giant that comes out every morning and every evening saying, who's going to fight me today? I am. The servant of God has sent me to fight you. And you will go down in the name of Jesus. Because we have the knowledge of God. Our faith is built. We rise up. And it's the faith that goes forth and strikes. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for who you are, that you are God, that you are our healer, that you are our provider, that you are our peace, you are our joy, you are our deliverance, you are our breakthrough. Father, everything that each and every one of us need, you are it. You say, I am, and you leave it to us to fill in that blank for whatever it is that we need. And God, I thank you that you are the I am in my situation, Father, in my moment, of chaos in my valley that you reach down you say come on daughter I got you I hear you daughter hey I'm holding up your arms I'm fighting for you I'm your strength I'm your peace stop fighting let me fight for you father we thank you for your presence God I pray that we take these stones and we take them and we place them somewhere that we'll see them every day to remind us of these five stones that we need every day to raise us up, to build us up, to face our giants. I thank you for those who are here this morning, Father, that it's by your purpose, your plan. It's not about me and and what I've said or who I am, God, but it's about you. And I pray that your word, your scripture, Father, has come alive to us, that has been revealed to us, Father, that we've received what you had for us today, 
and that we go forth. God, that when we walk back out those doors, yes, we may return to the same situation, but we are not the same person because we've got preparation. We've got knowledge. We've got armor. We've got your words, and we've got faith because we've been built up this morning, Father. And the David within us is going to rise. It's going to come forth. Your power, your spirit, and your anointing in us will begin to flow, and we will take down our giants. From this day forward, Father, we begin to speak the fact of your word, not the physical, that we are victorious. Say this with me. I am victorious. I am a servant of God, and I am a giant defeater in the name of Jesus. Let's give God some praise.